Welcome to season two of the One and Done podcast, where we are dedicated to making young people successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. Let's get it started. All right, everybody, welcome back to season two of the One and Done podcast, season two, episode one. Excited to kick off another great season here on the One and Done podcast. We're extremely grateful for all the listeners uh, through season one. We're looking to even expand that in season number two. And in doing that, we have great guests with us this entire season, starting with Joey Navarro, who is the Executive Programs Manager at HP. Joey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jackson. I'm excited to uh, get this time with you and have a great session, man. Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the best things I love about this podcast is the ability I have to network and to meet people. Uh, Joey is actually a friend of Ian Cash. If you go back to season number one, he actually just won the uh, host's favorite episode of season number one. So give Ian a shout out. But he connected the two of us. And uh, Joey is is very successful. And he's been working for HP for what, two years now? Uh, going on a little over three. Going on a little over three. So so just out of college, uh, another Texas A&M graduate and now with HP. And so wanted to connect with him and to see what we could do to Get to know the tech space a little bit more. That's where we ended season one was in the tech space, and I want to pick that up again here in season number two. So, Joey, if you wouldn't mind, give the give the listeners a little bit of a background about yourself. Uh, where'd you grow up? Where you know? Where'd you go to college? What'd you study? And how did you find your job at HP? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, originally grew up in the Memorial City area, and then later on moved out to out to Cyprus. That's actually where I uh, met. The season one uh, featured guest, Ian Cash. So he, he set the bar a little high for me there. So we'll see what we can do. I went to Texas A&M University uh, after finishing up school and studied industrial engineering. Um, so spent about four and a half years finishing up my degree there. With regards to my industry, I think um, I've always just kind of had the, the technology bug, for lack of a better term, uh, growing up. You know, my dad was always working in the IT space. He was a very technical guy. He was also a big gamer, and so a lot of that really rubbed off on me. And uh, you know, just as I was growing up, I, I had that passion for for technology. You know, it was an easy decision for me to to pursue that professionally. So, um, how I got started is um, I, I actually had a fortunate contact, and after my freshman year at A and M, and and you'd be surprised, by the way, if you, if you go out and look, you'd be surprised at how many internship opportunities um, are really out there, even for for underclassmen. So. I got really fortunate, uh, found a role that was targeted um, even as an internship for a freshman, um, got the interview, had the conversation and and had my first internship at HP uh, that summer. And so I've obviously stuck around uh, ever since. They can't really get rid of me. Did a couple more internships with them and, and now I've been working with them full time for about three and a half years. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I do want to circle back to that internship thing here in just a minute. But before we do that, talk to us a little bit about what it means uh, in your position with HP, what you do on a day-to-day basis, and kind of, you know, people when they think HP, if they're like me, they think laptops, right? Um, what, but what all does HP do, and where do you, where does your role with the company come into play? Certainly. So that's the thing with HP is there's, there's so much opportunity, and there's so many people um, really coming together. To, to put these products out the door and to produce what people see as HP products. So, um, you know, we've got marketing, we've got finance, we've got um, R&D, we've got engineering, software, hardware. And so I, I operate in the supply chain organization. So as an executive programs manager, I drive uh, transformation and strategy projects. And so what that'll look like on a day-to-day basis is, um, you know, I, I have multiple programs and projects that I'm managing. I have multiple teams 
um, that I'm leading and managing as well. So a lot of the day-to-day, -day, um, honestly, at this point is, is a lot of managing and the organization, uh, the strategy around the projects and the actual work that is being done. Um, so to give a little bit more of a concrete example, right now we're driving some transformation um, in our business planning space. So my team and I have, have defined from the beginning what that plan looks like, what we need to, uh, to do to improve our data analytics solutions, um, take a look at the processes that we need to re-engineer, um, who to involve on that, getting everyone connected and driving the projects forward, making sure that we're on track. So that's a little bit of the day-to-day -day there. Gotcha. So, you know, you, you, so you had an ID, uh, major then, is that what you said? It was, it was really similar. So we had industrial distribution and we also had industrial engineering. And so the gotcha. uh, industrial engineering part was, uh, where I was residing and where I was studying. So the great part about that is that we really had a lot of exposure in university to, um, to so many different things, you know, statistics, quality engineering, um, coding project and program management, uh, the list goes on. So you really come out of that program very well-rounded for, yeah. uh, for roles like this. Absolutely. The reason I mentioned it, one of our ambassadors actually, uh, he's an ID major, currently a junior at Texas A&M. So uh, very, very similar to you with the supply chain mindset, which makes sense. You know, Absolutely. you think of an HP uh, and, and all the supply chain issues that they might have. That makes a lot of sense on, on kind of how you fit there. So going back mm -hmm. to how you ended up with HP, talk to me about the internship. I want to know two things. First thing I want to know is what drew, what drew your attention to them and to apply for that internship. And then the second thing is, you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of internships out there for undergrads. That's literally the point of this podcast, right? It's saying, hey, get those internships early. That way, when you start mm -hmm. your jobs, you're more successful. You're a perfect example of that. So the second question mm -hmm. I want you to answer along those lines is, what, uh, what did you do to make yourself stand out as an undergrad to get that internship? Got it. So for that first piece, um, that was how did I find it? Yeah, how did how did you know what drew you to HP? What drew you to that internship specifically? I know you said your dad had technology background and that you loved mm -hmm. it, but what drew you to, to HP specifically? It was it was by and large the opportunity. I mean, they had something. I was looking for some place to get my feet wet. You know, I was I could really barely even call myself an engineer at that point. I was I was a freshman in engineering school, and I was just looking for something where you know i read the job the job description and i thought that that would be a fulfilling experience and um i think just in general when you think about tech companies um something that's really important to me personally is just culture and hp is is very renowned for having a fantastic culture and fantastic people to work with and after my time working here i can i can definitely support that so that was a little bit of what drew me there um i was at the time just you know browsing technology as a whole and um, it, it just all lined up, you know? Gotcha. And so I pursued that and uh, it worked out. But to answer that second part, what did I do to really stand out? So I think I think there's, there's two pieces to this answer. And this first one is really important is, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100%. It definitely depends on the person, but at least as a freshman, I wasn't thinking about internships when I, when I first started. Um, that seemed like something that I had in mind for, uh, you know, the summer after junior year, after senior year, right? That was something that I had already kind of decided on. But um, I had mentorship from from some junior and senior peers of mine within the program. Um, I was getting mentorship from, you know, my parents and, and other people that mentor me. And they said that I needed to get started as, as early as I could. 
And so if we zoom out from this, I just think it's so important to, um, and I'm gonna talk about this later as well. I'm huge on mentorship and personal development and really getting connected with people um, that can help you discover opportunities that you wouldn't have found otherwise, um, can help you develop faster than you would have on your own. And so um, when I received that guidance, I think that honestly, I was one of the few freshmen at the time that was actually looking for internships for that summer. Um, so there was, there was that whole component as well. But I wanna say the second piece for other undergraduate students that are maybe struggling to find an internship or uh, maybe meet the qualifications, right? The biggest recommendation I would have for you Ultimately, what you're trying to do whenever you're interviewing and you're trying to get a position is make the other person, the hiring manager, feel confident that you can do what they're going to ask you to do. And so one of the best ways to do that when you don't have experience is quite literally any type of personal project or work that you can show as an example. And I want to be very clear that it doesn't have to be anything crazy complex. It doesn't have to be anything mind-blowing. It just has to show them that you're dedicated, you went the extra mile, you did something independently, and um, it's a little bit of proof of concept for them, right? And at that point, you're already standing way above the pack. Absolutely. I think that's that's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've heard on, on regarding internships. You know, it's, it's very important to show that you're going to go above and beyond because there's a lot of people nowadays and they, they won't do that you know, they're looking at the very, you know, what's my job description? Okay, well, I'm probably going to do 75% of this. But if you're saying, what's my job mm -hmm. description? I'm going to do 115% of this, and I'm going to ask for help and, and learn. And uh, I mean, like you said, you set yourself apart. Great, great piece of advice. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that, that maybe um, schools as a whole don't do well enough is to teach mm -hmm. people as freshmen to get mentors that are seniors, right? I, I love the fact that mm -hmm. the seniors there helped you out, but then also for those freshmen to find in internships because what you're going to do is you're either going to find out that you love HP, right? You're an example of that. Or you're going to find out that you're not a fit for that department, right? Or that role or that company uh, or maybe that industry because you've had a chance to try it out, right? Try it, try it mm -hmm. out in college. Get all the testing out of the way then. That way when you graduate, you have nothing but success in front of you and then you can continue growing from there. If you enjoy what you do, there's no such thing as work. You know, I was thinking about that today. I was going through day-to-day -day stuff and just rolling, man. I was like, this is a lot of fun. I'm at 4 o'clock hit faster than I thought I was trying to get on this this uh, webinar. So it's when you enjoy what you do. But the only way to do that is by testing out other things, making sure that they're not for you. Um, and I think that was a great piece of advice. So continuing on, talk to me about some pros and cons of, of HP and of the technology industry. So uh, I always start with the bad news first. If we look at some negatives of the industry, um, you know, I think it's no secret that technology in general, there's a theme of consistent improvement and, and constantly getting better, right? Year over year, um, the, the pace at which technology moves. And so with that, it is going to come some long hours. Um, there is sort of that pressure of, of constant personal development as well, apart from the technology. I'd say as an industry, there is a lot of pressure for you to consistently be improving your own personal skills um, year over year. And we're very intentional about that. Uh, at HP, we create those development plans for the year. We really adhere to those. We see if we've made progress against them. So there is a lot of pressure there. Just in general, like the the, the long hours, they, they come with the stress. And so you, you ultimately have to decide uh, if, if that's something that is for you. But I'd say on the positive side, I can't say enough about the people. I think that in the technology industry, there's some of the most passionate people around uh, and some of the most talented as well. And so getting the opportunity to work with them, 
I literally work with some people sometimes and I'm just like in awe at how, uh, how, how well they've mastered a certain space or just how much of an expert they are. Very grateful for that opportunity and the products, um, you know, whether you're producing hardware or software as a product. Uh, I love technology and, and I think the products are just so interesting and they just keep getting better as well as the diverse opportunities. I mentioned this towards the beginning, but um, with the products comes so many people and so many different pieces that are moving and working together. So whenever you're within HP, there's so much opportunity for you within as well. If you want to rotate or if you want to try something out um, that's completely new to you, you can do that. And then lastly, uh, you know, working with international teams, I'd say it's more of a result of maybe working at a larger company in general, but um, I get to work with international folks on a day-to-day basis. And um, I just love that exposure and I love that perspective that working with them gives me. I love it. You know, I, I think that's interesting too, because you said you're, you know, your industry is constantly developing, right? There's a pressure to do that. But then you turned mm-hmm. right around and said, but I love the people I work with, right? They have all these great ideas. You have these big teams. And I think the two of those things go hand in hand. You know, I, I've been reading recently about the people that you put around you. And I think this is important going back to our college students, our focus of this. You need to put yourself around the right kind of people while you're in school because it's going to affect who you're around when you get out of school as well, right? Like if you want to be successful, you Mm -hmm. need to be around other people who want to be successful. If you're around people who, you know, if you want to be successful, but you're surrounded with other people who could care less about school, could care less about a job after school, right? It's going to be very difficult for you to continue to get better, right? And so I love what you said there is you love the people, but the reason you love the people is because one of the, you know, one of the things that's negative sometimes, the stress is what constantly makes the people who are successful in your industry shine and therefore, they're the people that you get to be around each and every day. I couldn't agree more. And I'm sure some of that has, has certainly gone into like the way that you've uh, designed your own organization and, and your own staff as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to you have to have I, I, you have to have an organization, a culture that just decides as a group that each person individually is going to be their best version of themselves. Uh, I think, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as an organization without the people. The people are the most important part of any organization. So when you're looking at an organization, you really need to look at each individual person. How are they doing up? You know, what's their culture like individually? What's their capacity? Like what's their work life balance? Like if, if all of those are performing at high levels, then your organization is going to be performing at a high level. Then you're going to have a great culture. And so I think one of the biggest things I love is, is when people push, each and every person in a company to be the best version of themselves. Uh, I, I love the fact that you said your industry is about the pressure to constantly develop because our industry mm-hmm. for a long time has been stagnant, right? The, the average age of an insurance industry owner is like 65. And so when you start looking at the people who are making a difference is the young people or the people who are bought into the fact that you got to do things new, you got to use technology, you got to not get rid of the customer relationship, but to adapt that in a way that, that moves forward in an mm-hmm. in a ever-changing world in 2021. So if everybody's bought into the fact that their the success is a guaranteed thing with them and they work like it, your company is going to be a phenomenal thing. And I think the technology world has taught that to a lot of other industries, white-collar industries like insurance and wealth management. And so I'm grateful for those things for sure. Absolutely. I love that. And, and I was reading something the other day as well that, that was talking about healthcare and, and how much technology has really integrated itself in that industry as well. And, and sort of this overall, uh, maybe it's a feeling, but uh, almost like the need as well for, for companies, there's a piece of every company that is a tech company at this point. Yeah. Um, and that's only going to continue growing. So I love that comparison. Absolutely. Um, as we move into, you know, what makes 
Joey special, right? What made Joey Navarro stand out and be where he is today at HP? I want to I want to finish up with kind of getting to know HP and getting to know the technology industry. What are a couple of things when you first started that just really opened your eyes to the opportunity you would have with an HP or in the technology industry? That's a great question. One of the first things I noticed early on was how much opportunity there was beyond the role that I had been hired on for. This ties in directly to what you mentioned about how I've separated myself early on. Um, so we can touch on that a little bit as well, because, you know, especially when you're new um, and, you know, you're the young guy on the team or younger on the team, you're, you're the, the college hire, right? You're, you're the new kid on the block. And so you're going to start out in a very defined role. It's going to be pretty small. They're going to, they're, you know, you're going to take some time to ramp up, uh, especially with all of the organizational knowledge that comes with a large company. Um, but to go back to what I said about going beyond that role, you sure it, it's like you said, right? You can come in and you can have the mindset of I'm going to do, you know, 80%, 90% of this role that I've been brought on to do, but there's so much else going on in the company for you to enroll in and for you to engage with. And, and that's what I really saw early on. So what some of that looks like is, um, you know, I think the technology industry does a, does a great job of being, you know, active in the sense that we have employee networks as an example. So we have a young employee network um, that is active at every site that HP has. And so early on, I, I saw that network. Um, I saw how big it was, how much activity they had going on there. So um, not only did I start participating uh, in those events and attending regularly, but as soon as the, uh, you know, there's like a, almost like an election process that they run every year. And when the next election came up, I enrolled to uh, act as the professional development chair for the Houston site for the Young Employee Network. And it's just things like that. If you have the mindset of it is what you make it, then you will start to see all of this extra opportunity around you with the people, with the teams, with the organization, extracurriculars. And um, that, yeah, that was some of what helped me get a, a bit of a head start, I'd say, within HP, because with all that comes the experience. I'd never done event planning, but here I was planning two events a month. They didn't, they didn't train you that in your uh, industrial engineering degree. No, no, man. So <laughs> it was a, it was a new space for me and uh, I literally had no idea what I was doing, but I jumped in and the, the networking opportunities that came from that, how many people I was able to meet, you know, outside of the supply chain organization, which is always super helpful, you know, having contacts throughout the company. So um, I'd say that's a big key is just having that mindset and, in my opinion, those opportunities are always going to be around you. You just, you have to seek those out. Um, and when you do, you know, act on them, engage with them. You have to be intentional. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the point of this podcast. We're telling young people, look, don't do what we did. Be intentional, right? Be 19 <laughs> or 20, be intentional or actually do what Joey did. He did a great job of it, but be intentional. That's how you find success. It's the same thing. And after you get a job as it is before you get the job, you got to know what you're looking for and go out and, and, do things different than everyone else. That's the biggest thing. I mean, you you mentioned that you ran for the chair there. There probably wasn't a lot of other people running for that chair. And there was less people even that, that got to be that chair after you ran for it. I mean, it's important that you go out and do other different things than other people. Because if you're doing the same thing as everyone else, you're not special. And no one really wants to hire someone not special for a career. For a job, sure. For a career, no. People who are getting hired for careers are people who've shown to make themselves unique. 
the same thing you said mm -hmm. about the interview process whenever you're going through finding those internships. So that's great. So tell me, tell me a little bit about this then. When did uh, HP and technology become a career for you? It, it really became a career for me when I, when I had that realization and I made that decision. We're talking about intention right now. And I, I can't say this enough. And I want to touch on this because you mentioned acting differently and being differently and taking on different assignments from the people around you. That's how you differentiate yourself, right? You have to realize that early on. And I think that that's something that's difficult to navigate as a young person. You know, when you're in university and you're 20, 21 years old, it's hard to tell yourself that you are committed to success and that in order to do that, right, things for you are going to look a little bit differently from everyone else around you. But it's just like you said, if you were doing the same thing, then where's that going to put you when you kind of adopt that long-term mindset? And so that intentionality, I can't say enough about uh, developing and uh, maturing in that area as early as you can. And as soon as you accept that um, and, and just sort of commit, everything is going to become a lot easier for you. And so whenever I made that shift in the mindset and whenever I had that realization that there was so much more than just the role for me uh, to really participate in and engage with, things just started happening. And with, with this uh, professional development chair, I was enrolled in some mentoring, mentor and uh, mentorship programs where I was both the mentee, I was the mentor and some other ones. There were some reverse structured ones. So I was constantly looking and admittedly, I definitely bit off a bit more than I could chew. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it, it definitely, the, the scripts flipped on me and uh, I found myself going from having maybe a little bit too much time to not having enough of it. But I'll tell you, you know, it was a lot of work, but looking back, I, I wouldn't have done anything differently because it's put me in a different position today than I would have been in undoubtedly. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, diamonds are made through pressure, right? You got to, sometimes you got to go through situations where you're, uh, you're not ready for, or you don't have enough time for, or, you know, they put a little too much pressure on you, but as long as it's in short bursts, right, it's going to, it's going to help you out and, and make you into the, the person and the leader that you are today. All right, Joey, as we, as we start wrapping up, man, um, I wanted to talk to you about something I think has been a very big impact on everyone I've had on the show has, has brought this out for the young people and told them this is something important for you to grasp onto right now. And that's the idea of mentorship. Tell me about some mentors that you had that helped you out as you went from university and college all the way through where you're at right now at HP, some of the lessons that they taught you, and just how important it is to have a mentor in your life and the benefits you gain from them. The mentorship started early for me, luckily, and um, and I think a big part of that is just being, being willing to, uh, to approach people, to connect with people, to introduce yourself, um, and, and to make things happen, right? And so... There was, a, there was a mentorship program as part of uh, the industrial engineering, you know, broader program. So we, we actually had that in place and that was where I was able to connect with some, some more uh, senior students. And I did the same whenever I was uh, going into my junior and senior year, you know, connecting with some fresh industrial engineering undergraduates as well, giving them that coaching on the curriculum, what classes it take when, et cetera. And then after my internship, right, I had mentors in the industry with the industrial engineering professors that I had, you know, going to them and it's crazy. Like I would go to their, their office hours, right. For help on the homework. And then at some point I started getting professional coaching from one of them and, and he was taking a look at my resume um, just because I was sharing with him the fact that I was looking, if I had a message or like a takeaway that I would share with everyone listening, it's that, that, that being willing to approach people, um, you know, be open, be willing to share what you're working on. You know, what projects do you have going on right now? You know, what challenges are you facing? Um, 
what's top of mind for you? Uh, is the job search top of mind? No one's going to help you out with your job search if if they don't know that you're job searching. And, and it's not a um, results-based thing, right? You're not connecting with people so that they can help you. But it's just that when you go about establishing these relationships in a genuine way, you're open to connecting people and, and caring and developing those relationships. They're going to help you. And I really believe that that's what's helped propel me forward early on. The guidance that you can get from these people who are more experienced than you, right? These people who have been in the industry for 20 plus years, and they're here telling you exactly what to do and what not to do. The coaching on your career, your, your project management, your personal development, I mean, you name it. And the thing is that people are willing to help if you ask them and if you share what's going on with you. So can't say enough about mentorship and development and, and where it's helped me and how it's get, helped me to uh, you know, get to where I am. And uh, in the future, I've been having this idea for a long time, but ultimately uh, what I'll wrap up with is I do have some plans in the future. I really would like to uh, take on, you know, kind of developing and leading a community for professional development uh, and mentorship specifically for young professionals. So that's how, uh, that's how passionate I am about that. And I definitely want to get involved and, and pay it forward, man. Well, man, that sounds like a LinkedIn community. We need to start and a one and done needs to sponsor for you. That's, that sounds like something I can get on board with, but I'll tell you what, mentorship is something huge. And I love what you said about being genuine, right? You connect with these people genuinely and they will, they will give back to you the same way as you're going to give to them. I mean, I, I say it on this podcast all the time, but my favorite quote, Zig Ziglar, you help other people get what they want and in result, they're going to help you get what you want. And it's not in a way where I'm helping you so that you help me. It's I'm genuinely going to help you and people really yeah. genuinely want to help you back. And so if you, mm -hmm. if you treat your whole life that way, uh, genuine, real, whatever it might be, just, I mean, there's not a whole lot of people right now that are genuine or real, right? Everyone, everyone's still trying to find themselves some ways. So if you figure mm -hmm. out who you are and you're genuine in that, people are going to love it. They're going to be drawn to you and people love helping out uh, younger generations. That's what this podcast is about. That's what all these development yeah. mentorships are about. So, um, man, Joey, we loved having you on the show today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure getting to know you talk about HP and your role there. And we look forward to having you back on in some capacity in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Jackson. And uh, thanks to everyone listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to rate our podcast and leave a review. Also, make sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at One and Done Podcast.